Okay. Today on Amusing Minds. Guys, let's talk about a theory I have. Maybe a conspiracy theory? Oh, <laughs> the Illuminati. What? What? You gotta make fun oh, of Go me. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, shove your face with food. Shove it. I'm so hungry. Today on Amusing Minds, we talk about the theories. The crazy theories with Charlie Geyser. Well, you see... With these theories, we're going to go on a ledge. We're going to go way out there. Or is it that far out there? Is it that weird? What do you guys I think? think uh, I think when you say ledge, really what you mean is we're going to dive deep. So, yeah, it's a it's a big ledge. And I think when we're done with this, you're going to be in one of two camps. You're going to be either in the camp where you're enlightened and you feel like you've learned something. Or you're going to be in the camp where you're like, what just happened? Somebody get me a cigarette because I need to smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running along those lines. Um, what do you think? <laughs> oh, wake up, Ben. I mean, if, if we if we mention the word conspiracy theory, it, it drums up a lot of uh, different feelings for me. When the word conspiracy theory comes up, I get a lot of different kinds of feelings. I think that some conspiracy theories can be quite dangerous and uh and you know should be really careful about it but i know that charlie is a great storyteller and i know that what he's going to get into feels like a conspiracy theory but it's not the kind of conspiracy theory that i think we as that we associate with uh with kind of how the uh, public mind's eye looks at conspiracy theory recently. If we look at the last year and the way people talk about conspiracy theory, I don't think that's what this is. Uh, this is is more like, you know, uh, grandiose philosophy and and storytelling on a scale that um, that is going to just be really cool. Because I, I know Charlie and I know and I know the kinds of things that he talks about, and and really what what it it relates better to me the conspiracy theory is just sort of like world creation in fiction or, or universe creation in fiction you know um when when you want to author a story and you have to create the world around that story i i remember um i was helping out at a uh, a music festival um and it's a band nerd thing it wasn't a cool music festival it was a nerdy music oh. festival but I, I was i was helping out uh by like you know keeping records for judges and stuff and i got really bored so i started just kind of scrolling on a pad um and started just sort of building my own little universe and you know what are the physics like and what are the planets like and 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 how did creation happen and just sort of built a fiction of a fictional universe and i started writing on a story a little bit and it was and it was a lot of fun um but but i i feel like we i think almost everybody thinks about that right am i am i weird or, or does everybody kind of think just sort of dream about how did things start or, or how does the world work um and and you know pursue that curiosity oh no no i i, I mean i completely agree i mean everyone dreams everyone kids adults um, elderly people, uh, animals dream. I mean, everyone dreams. It's like we're on some magical wavelength where we go to a, a special land where it's like, oh, man, anything I can think about or anything that's going on up here just kind of gets settled one way or another. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And well, well, we should get our tinfoil hats ready then. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Ronnie, you got anything else to say? You know, uh, I think that when we look back at it, like things that happened to us um, and how people look at these conspiracy theories and this grander view of life, uh, I can think of a number of times where I question like my own existence, my religion and my just my way and perception of the world. So I think it'll be fun to uh, dive into that stuff and uh, see what Charlie has to offer on that and see what we can't derive from the conversation. Oh, yes, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So let's. Let's get right into it after this break. Cool. Boom. How did that? That felt good. And today on Amusing Minds, our guest, Charlie Geyser. Charlie, how are you? 
I'm, I'm good, my man. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Good. So, Charlie, we were kind of talking about some theories we had. And, well, you know, we thought you might have something to kind of add. What do you think? I mean, I mean there are countless. Do you, do you got a broad range here? Because I can, I can go into uh, world history, uh, ancient history. I can go into religions. I can go into comic books. I can go into movies. I can go what, really whatever you want. My you, man. You're giving him a What's lot of elbow favorite? room here. Exactly. Well, you know, it's a broad subject. You know? Yeah. People want to spread their wings and fly. So, Charlie, what's your favorite, like recently, recently, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? <sighs> I'm going to need more water. Everyone drink, favorite, hydrate. Favorite conspiracy theory. Uh, see, that the problem with the word conspiracy theory is that conspiracy theories have become a conspiracy theory in today's day and age it's it's become harder and harder to decipher uh, fact from fiction as as we get older which is wild but um i think probably the the favorite one that uh that i pitch the most is is the secret of life and the connection of all world cultures okay so tell us more <laughs> yeah like, i want to know the secret to life right? <laughs> That's a lot to unpack there, because is it like a religious thing? Is it a cultural thing? Elaborate. Uh, yes, to both of those. Um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, you guys you guys have heard me go on at length about this uh, before. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate likes to, to say, um, don't don't drink my Kool-Aid. Uh, I don't don't get on the boat to Guyana. Um, and I'm not I'm not signing up anybody to be my uh, what did what did Jesus have disciples? Yeah, I'm not accepting any disciples at this time. So I uh, <laughs> understand that this is all fictional. It's all up here. Um, and I'm going to say some crazy things like this is real history. Go ahead and look it up on Google. Just a story. Okay. Re- re- regale us with your story. Maybe, maybe do your own research on it. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay, so so long story short here, uh, too late already. This, this is probably going to take more time than I wanted to. Charlie, get to the point. Um, so uh, this is this is the rule of plus or minus seven. Okay, so uh, in every culture throughout the world, there is a group of plus or minus seven. Um, the most wildly accepted um, are the Greek gods, so Zeus and his pantheon. Uh, the plus or minus seven. Um, if you go into Christian lore, you've got their plus or minus seven, Jesus and his disciples. You've got the archangels and the plus or minus seven there. Um, but really, if you go down into any culture, they've all got that. Egypt has it with their plus or minus seven cultures. Um, plus or minus seven people. So this is where you draw a lot of the conclusions that, you know, maybe... Uh, Zeus and Odin are the same guy, um, that maybe Michael and Odin are the same guy. Maybe Quetzalcoatl and Odin are the same freaking dude and, and, and so on. And, and, you know, Amun-Ra and the like, um, because there's a shared narrative across the entire pantheon of gods, um, to the point where it's a little, it's a little hard to sustain the belief that it's all just um, coincidence and tinfoil, tinfoil hat. Um, Everybody put your foil hats on. Here it comes. <laughs> no, so, so here's the thing. I've heard of this before, and I even tend to agree with the idea of this theory. Oh, so yeah. it, 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 it like sounds like it's really deep, but you can almost line them up verbatim for each one. Beat for beat. Yep. yep. And, and like it's not even that far stretch of a theory. I would argue though uh, that it's that stories they derive from the same place, but I also think that the uh, the intentions of what those stories are created for are, and this is where I get deep in the conspiracy theory, is that they're already derived inside of us. So like like when people say like the Ten Commandments and things like like different tenets of rule and how to live your life, they always seem to baseline around the same thing. And I think that they're part of like, they're ingrained in our in our psyche. So we already know these things without having these textbooks and religions and belief systems. It's more, it's already there and we share it. We just interpret it, uh, interpret it differently. So you're, you're not wrong. 
Rodney, but what if I told you I had these cats all mapped out? No, on. So there is one distinct difference. If I have one superpower in this entire world, it's my pattern recognition. Okay. Beautiful mind. Yeah. Um, I'm probably on the spectrum, but... Uh, <laughs> Who isn't, really? Who is not on the spectrum? Just like playing video right. games half the time. Yeah. You're like, no, no, it's simple. It's easy. Yeah. But anyway, I dig so, there is one distinct difference um, between all of these dudes, okay. and that is their age. And by taking in their age, by how they're reported to look from the cultures that talk about them, you can actually line up a timeline, and it circles and equates with the the now disproven theory of uh, Pangea. So it may not have been Pangea exactly, but something along those lines right so for south america because this is actually where it really starts to take place south uh in south america because all of their gods the aztecs incans mayans uh all of their gods were super young super buff dudes super young um and and where were they in those cultures they were hanging out with them right they were playing soccer with people's heads high-fiving each other, <laughs> passing on knowledge, um, but they were young. They were super young. Okay. Um, then you move up into North America, and now they're they're a little bit older, but they're no longer hanging out with them anymore, right? They're off in the forest somewhere. You send your children off at 12 years old to go have a vision quest. Yeah, yeah I was going to say not- visions is what they kind of appeared in, in dreams. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you take that native culture and then you move it on over into, oh my God, I'm dropping that name. Like the um, Bearings, not the oh, uh, Alaska Odin, area? Odin Thor. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so like that Finland, group. Greenland. Yeah. yeah um, okay. okay. So so now we move in that direction. And what we've got is they're a little bit older now, but they're still young because they have color in their beards and they're shorter looking beards. Right. Uh, And now they no longer exist on Earth. They've moved across some sort of spiritual dimension and in different cultures call uh, call it differently. But they called it the Rainbow Bridge in that culture. Right. Uh, But it leads up to some big old mountain spires. Right. So the next one you see is you move on over into the Eastern Block. Um, and the Eastern block is Russian culture. It's Japanese culture, Chinese culture, Filipino, all that Eastern block. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and what you have now is, again, still color in the beards, but they're a little bit longer. And here is a super big kicker. Their stories are about this group of plus or minus seven, no longer sharing information with the humans but they're fighting with each other. There's a war going on between the spirits, right? These, these plus or minus seven, whatever you want to call them, angels, spirits, interdimensional beings, what, what have you. Hmm? Um, So then the very next culture, as we circle around the planet is the Greek pantheon, which is the Zeus. And what's the story in that is that they just finished a war. They locked up the Titans. Oh, so it's the end to that story where the war was fought. Some group won, and then one was imprisoned. The other one won. And you're going to see this trend continue because now we have separated into dark and light. So now we move into that Middle Eastern uh, quadrant, and it kind of separates and deviates into Africa a little bit here. Where uh, So Egypt. Egypt is still actually actively trading with Greece and South America, as well as a couple of the areas there. So Africa is that one region where a lot of the stuff really starts to intermix, but the narrative continues into that Middle Eastern region. Uh, which is the foundation was, was his friggin' name? Zoroastrianism. You guys know about Zoroastrian, uh, Zoroastrianism? Heard it, but I cannot recall a thing. So Zoroastrianism is one of the world's oldest religions along with Hinduism, right? And, uh, and so Zoroastrianism is uh, cavemen, humans, oh. right? And they're like sun god moon god again that deviation that light and dark right but anybody that's played arc for more than 15 minutes knows that nighttime bad sun (laughs) good right Hmm. god nighttime is scary don't go out there bad people die 
Cool. So anyway, so here, here's where we're at. We're, we're in Zoroastrianism, um, and their version of these gods slowly change into Judaism, which is highly documented, uh, obviously. Um, and then Judaism eventually turns into Christianity 1.0, um, and then Catholicism comes in, and they like, we're the only Christianity. Uh, and so they kill Christianity 1.0, um, kind of start taking over the world a little bit. Um, and then Christianity 2.0 uh, comes into play, and they're like, you guys are way too uptight. We're going to go start our own religion with beer and hookers. But the narrative <laughs> is all the same, right? And the narrative is this. They all share this one character that comes down from a mountain, of all places, from a spiritual world, carrying tablets with a set of rules on it. And this guy, as reported by all of these different religions, is somewhere upwards of 400 years old. And he comes down and he's like, dude, I'm the last of my my kind here. Um, this is what we were trying to tell you all these millennia of years. Just be good to each other. And then he dies, right? So, so it's not ended yet. So now in that same region is the birth of King Solomon. And he builds this city off of all of this knowledge and builds this huge kingdom with a collection of all of this knowledge. And then once he dies, and again, this is a completely fabricated story. Don't you dare go and look up this <laughs> stuff for your own on Google. Free. You can go to Google free. Won't charge you a dime. Um, and so if you look up uh, King Solomon, you find out that when his kingdom, uh, when he died, his kingdom was cut up into plus or minus seven groups and information separated. Well, and you think about all the seals of Solomon. Why did he have those seals? Uh, I mean, we recently looked up uh, uh, Sheba. Sheba had visited, you know, King Solomon because of his riches and fames and was like, hey, like, what you got going on here? And she was supposedly a deity as well. So it's like, hmm. And I remember growing up and I always thought, I was like, God, G-O-D, capital G. Man, that guy's just a scientist. He's just like some guy that came here and is like, hey, uh, I got an experiment. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create these little people. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens. And it's like, oh, well, you know, this is a lot of work. So, hey, you guys, you guys want to come over here? Uh, watch them. I'm going to I'm going to go over, you know, there and uh, you guys make sure they don't kill each other. And uh, yeah, I'll see it's, you it's wild, at the end right? of days. I, I grew up in that same culture, my man. It's uh, I, I grew up a cradle Catholic um, and I'm not meaning to. Oh, to no, 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 no. No one um, should be offended here. This is just a love. Maybe a disclaimer. Um, again, <laughs> I'm just a crazy guy. Tinfoil hat on. Right. Um, but Hold on. I have a question. I have a question. Yes. Okay. Um, also, I don't give it if somebody's offended. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you only take offense. It can or it can only be taken, not given. So anyway. Um, so what you got this this grand scheme going on that you think it derives from a location wraps around to the other. There are a few things that I'm like I wonder about, which I want to elaborate on later. As far as like, there's other African cultures that predate some of that stuff. But yeah. more importantly. What are you saying as far as this centralized source, this starting point? What's your what's your theory? What's your hypothesis? Are you saying that it was one group of people? Are you saying it might be, you know, beings from another place? Like what are what are we talking here? I this this is this is this is the part, right? This is this is the part where I uh, this is gonna sound a little wild, but I'm fairly convinced of it. Um, and I can explain. I'm, I'm going to make a pretty wacky claim, and I can I can explain. Um, I don't believe that it is gods or aliens or or interdimensional beings. I think that we are currently sharing a world with sentient energy. Well, that would be another dimensional being, but okay. Uh, not not in the term that I, I would describe interdimensional beings. Um, okay, so sentient energy would be an energy that exists on our plane of existence, but we can't perceive it until it wants to be perceived. Oh no, we can actually perceive it. We're we're using like it right now. Oh, okay. uh, like a spectral uh, being, like something me... that's beyond our sight. No, 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 no. It's not as crazy as that. Okay. Um, it's not crazy. This, this we're gonna call it because are crazy. <laughs> Are you 
Okay, so question. Because, like, there's there's something with this that I think correlates with one of my crazy concepts. You familiar with, like, Final Fantasy VII, particularly? Yeah. Or Final Fantasy, okay, so yeah, material. and that's exactly it. Okay, then, then we're on the same page. I just would, I would define it differently than sentient energy, but I think, well... In my head, we're all connected through this like wavelength because it breaks down all the way to the atomic level where um, nothing is not touching in theory. Like everything is connected through electrons. I'm oversimplifying what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, but absolutely. The this fact is, that we're all connected through electrons means that we can send electrical signals constantly to each other. It's just a matter of being able to do it and the the access to the to the interweb that is us. What's more is I can prove it. Oh, okay. Oh, this this is getting good. Um, so there are three different uh, fictional um, universes that use something similar. Um, you've already covered one: uh, Final Fantasy and the Materia. Okay. Um, Star Wars got close with the Force. Okay. Um, it was a little wonky when they were like, "Oh yeah, midi chlorine." Yeah, you didn't have to give it a name, yeah. but that's. <laughs> close um but then the third one is actually and again real wild here is scientology they got close <laughs> okay they're they're not in the ballpark but they they're close uh, so here's here's my my proof that i i offer to you um have you seen um so this takes a, a little bit of understanding to know that plants are actually sentient and communicate with each other it's um, the smell use- of grass when it's cut they're screaming it's- you know <laughs> that's what it is grass's scent is grass screaming alerting other grass of danger log culture is torture so i know it's true Uh, (laughs) their root systems actually are Mm -hmm. are where they communicate and and so have you guys ever seen um the 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 oh god what is the name of it the the picture of the eyes oh. and the brain with the the little oh, God. inside of us spaghetti uh, god or whatever no 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 it's us like you take a skin oh. bone me away. oh the nervous system nervous, nervous system. system thank you okay. thank you <laughs> so pattern recognition is my bag mm-hmm. and okay. there is another correlation that is beyond just coincidence and so you've got our nervous system, you've got roots, you've got rivers, and you've got lightning that all make the same exact pattern. And okay. lightning, energy, um, and then you find out that roots and our nervous system and rivers are all following the path of least resistance, right? Um, and it's all being guided uh, because energy attracts each other. That's why it's the path of least resistance. Um, and so that's four very real things that share a common bond. And so with knowing that, it kind of leads credence to the fact that we are in fact part of, we are are part of this sentient energy piloting carbon meat suits. Okay. We, we quite, quite literally um, are interacting in real time, which explains um, why um, when you meet someone that you've never met before and you're like, I don't like this guy. I don't don't like this guy. I've got no reason not to like this guy. God, I've got just a wild feeling. The gut feeling. That gut feeling is that energy is already communicating um, versus uh, if you see someone you don't know, um, but you're like, oh my God, this dude's awesome. He's like a brother already. Now, here's the kicker. Batteries, energy, do this weird thing when you line them up with each other. They're cycling through each other, right? So if you've got a battery that is empty, put a really powerfully charged battery next to it, it's going to start feeding it, but it's out of cycle. And so you're sharing the energy and collecting the energy that uh, is responding to you. And you're essentially just trading energy back and forth until you're no longer growing as a person and now people that loved each other 15 16 years ago separate because that energy is no longer holding them together they have already completely gone through that cycle polarized polarized <laughs> and you're awfully quiet over there uh <laughs> no the, the um like feeling a person out like whatever you first uh like or getting a sense of a person when you first meet them vibe vibes yeah vibes is kind of kind of the same thing but i i I distinctly can remember so many times because i mean you know 
we go to how many comic conventions uh you know all all of us here <laughs> go to so many conventions i mean not not recently but you get my meaning and and so there's so many people going by all the time and you meet so many people um and and yeah there are those times where i see a person and i'm like mm, no don't like that one uh but then like at emerald city and i saw two people dressed up like fish and i was like those people those people are awesome and I'm going to go talk to them and tell them how awesome they are. <laughs> and that was Charlie and Kate. So now I already know Rodney's next question. How does what I just said relate to the plus or minus seven? Yep. Okay. What, okay. What's the correlation? <laughs> Rodney's like, yeah, sure. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to show my math, right? Okay. I'm tracking. Go ahead. Follow. Okay. So, um, it's important to remember that this is over billions of years. Okay. Um, and there weren't as many humans as there are now. And okay. so, this original sentient energy, and you can see it as, as time goes on, um, was one full battery. This, this energy comprised itself 100%. And then there's the, the apes that don't have that, that sentience within them. Do you know what I mean? They're just carbon. They're just moving around. Okay. Um, and so these are the beings at their prime. They are 100%. But now they're sharing it with the rest of the world as it is. And they're slowly dropping 199% over a billion years, right? I'm making up time. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, anyway, so over the period of going in that circle around they're sharing all of this knowledge and energy and you see a trend of, of eight men becoming very intelligent and very human and that's as that energy from these plus or minus seven are slowly trickling into the carbon those uh those God, what was the word um nervous system nervous system um the nervous system is is reaching out and we're getting and we're evolving um following that's that path of when your hand reaches system. out now, um, what you've got is over time, again, once we get to that Moses character, um, these, these energy beings are no longer um, full up anymore. And so they're now just tied to the ether, circling through humanity, trapped, if you will, um, inside of the, the carbon that they've been sharing themselves with. Are you, so, saying, are you saying that we got a little God in us? Little God. So we, we all share it. Uh, it's, it's, it's our spirit, if you will, our soul. We'll do you guys. Hold um, anyway, so in the, that most character comes down and goes, Hey man, I'm the last and dies either. Hmm? Again, 400 odd years old. Now, um, we can feel this right now. Um, and what you've got is the energy inside of you. And, uh, every human being on this planet shares one distinct thing. Every single person on the planet has this do you know that hole inside that you can't explain what it is that you're missing something that you're missing a piece that you're sad and you fill it with whatever cigarettes booze women what have you men i don't know um but we're all trying to fill that energy with we're collecting we're starving for that reciprocal energy which is why we have a lot of fun hanging out with friends and boosting up that energy and getting it oh my god it's fantastic and when you hang out with sad people that don't have energy that they can reciprocate as a battery does they're draining you okay. and so the purpose the meaning of life is to search for the remaining pieces of this energy that comprises you. We are all one. How many people in the world? Nine billion. Okay. okay. We are all one in nine billion fraction part of the plus or minus seven. Hmm. There are seven distinct energy types as they flow through all of us. And sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it polarizes. And so you're looking to reform into your complete 100% one in seven. And the proof is here every so often by math. Math says that no matter how permeated your parts are, by sure random chance, you will eventually come back together. And it's not so much random chance because the energy innately 
comes back together just by walking around. So the more experience you have with the world, the more energy you're collecting in on yourself. If you stay in one group of people and never make any other friends and hang out with like-minded individuals, you're not actually gaining any energy from that. And so over the course of a thousand years, 2000 years, every now and again, there gets a guy that's close, not a hundred percent, but they get to like 40, 50% and they start getting memories of a past life. They get to 60, 70, and now they're starting to unlock secrets of fucking universe and they come back and they're like holy shit guys we're doing it wrong oh my god uh, and those characters throughout time are in fact uh freaking yeshua jesus for for christian types you've got buddha you've got muhammad you've got all you've got john the baptist you um there's there's quite a few in egypt uh ra um eventually became amon ra uh uh so Thoth, T-H-O-T-H. Oh, God, I knew how. Thoth, thank you. Um, So if you read into Thoth at all, he was a human being that became a god by collection of knowledge. He's a librarian. Oh, yeah. Uh, So over the course of every every thousand years or so, you end up remembering who, who you were. One of the one of the seven. Okay, so now I'm curious. This is this is where I ask you to question things about your theory. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, you said prior to the seven, it was originally one source, one battery, right? Yes. And then it split. Okay. Um, why did the initial battery split? I'm not entirely sure we'll ever know. Um, I guess I could, I guess I could quote Jeff Goldblum that, uh, that life finds a way, um, uh, maybe in the, in the creation of earth, um, the poles as they shift, um, we're slowly forcing them apart. Um, there's a bunch of different scientific region reasons that would would do that. Pull apart the energy. I have a theory. So God comes down, creates all this cool stuff. Panji is not entirely done splitting apart, but he's like, hey, so as a scientist, I want to experiment here. I'm going to take these individuals. I'm going to raise them in this manner. Uh, take these individuals, uh, raise them in this manner, uh, these individuals this way. And then, you know, kind of check in on them periodically through my uh, other pieces that I've created. And that way, you know, I'll know what's going on. I can see which technique is the best way to inspire or cause fear or bring together or war, you know, something like that. I, uh... I'm not sure what story you were listening to, bud, but God doesn't actually fit in my story or narrative very well. I know. <laughs> I know, but we said one battery, yeah? That's what um, I'm saying. So, G-O-D was the one battery. No, 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 no. no? His, Hold no. on. Because, hold on. Here's, here's the thing. I think that his is more... Um, it's like the, the split and the, the, the differences in people, it derives from the dividing of information. Whereas yours is more, what you're saying is more centralized, whereas one one being person or thing is being very active in the decisions they're making. And I think there's no DM in the universe. No. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's what he's saying. Like the the residual effects of what we have resulted to, as far as different religions, cultures, and other things, is just because we've divided so much. And I mean, that's the telephone game on a grander scale. Oh yeah. It, 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 it fits very well. I, I don't know how many times I've told somebody something. And my message got really conscrewed by the time it got to the person it was supposed to. So I think that's more in line with what he's saying. And I think that's actually more in line with what makes logical sense is like people just mix up the message. No, and then everyone, no. go ahead. I, I think, no. oh, my bad. <laughs> I think the division of information is uh, pretty uh, natural. It's, it's a, it's a habitual thing for, uh, for us as beings to divide up information because what what's some of our favorite things to do we we like to uh, create things right it, it, oh, yes. any 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 number of things we want to we want to make stuff um, but what do you want to do with it after you make it you want to share it with somebody right we have this innate habitual desire to share things that we have made, whether it's an idea or something physical, whatever it is, and then share it with somebody else. Um, their interpretation of whatever that is, is, you know, uh, can be okay. one, or the, one way or the other. 
it's it yeah it's up for interpretation so it's one way or the other so so a division of information is completely uh natural just by way of our own habits so if you have this one unified energy at one point of course it's going to get broken up as we you know grab from it and then go okay well i i think this and i i have this idea or i made this here i want to share this with you and tell you about it and and all of a sudden one thing became two and then subdivide and subdivide mathematically you get to impossible numbers uh, the more well, you divide it, it up it's wild right because uh it's it's very human to be localized like we are right and so we like to have a hard start date right so again as it approaches earth right as it lands on earth or forms with earth or however it actually started we like to count that clock right there like that's that's the start that's the guy that created and that's not actually anywhere close to what happened i mean speak to any scientist with freaking uh, that same energy that i'm talking about is is universal energy it's out in space it's traversing time. yeah it's See, that this so theories like this this is an interesting and, and i i kind of have to say this especially if we have religious viewers or any other person because I actually, it's funny you're you're getting into this. It's great. I I want to talk to you for like eight more hours on this topic because I have all these religion and lore books. Like I literally own almost every religious book. I do. I try, I try to read through all of them. It's I haven't read through every single one of them. But my thought process, as far as like, I even like the 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 energy thing that you're talking about. I think is very within the realms of still allowing for the possibility of a god, quote unquote. Um, but I think that most people want to centralize God to be earth. And I think if there was, if there was a God, if you believe in a God, um, which I do, but I don't believe it in the stereotypical creator. Um, sure. I think that that God was at the beginning of the universe, not the earth. Yeah. Because, because that would have to be that, that makes more sense purely on a scientific level, like to me at least. And, well, and a God, zero way to prove that or disprove it. Ex exactly, but but that that I think some of the things you were talking about, like that feeling of emptiness, that interwoven connectedness, that constantly striving towards certain things, I think all of that. In and I think I said it earlier is um, it derives from this inner information that we have that we quite can't pinpoint what it is, but we all seem to share it. And I think part of that also might be our creation. I think we. We long for that figure that created us because something's supposed to be there. Well, and and it's, it's great that you bring that up. And I'm sorry to cut you off, man. I'm, I'm really bad about that. Um, so I've, I've got a friend um, who recently uh, struggled with his, uh, his attachment to religion. Mm -hmm. um, and as I'm talking with him and I share my, my theories with him and he's coming up with his own path and I'm super proud of him. Um, anyway, um, he he came across the realization that he just wanted it so bad to to have somebody responsible for his actions, and that's a very human thing. It's it's so much easier to go, oh well, I'm I'm just a bad person. That's the way I was created. Oh, um, if I'm if I'm if I'm designed a certain way, if See, first, I get that. yeah, I, I get that perspective, but I think that's where some people get trapped too. Because, like, like I said, like I believe in a god, but I also don't think the god I believe in really cares about the individual need. Yeah, like any, like, like yeah, like like my my actions and what I do in my existence are purely on me. <laughs> like that's that's me. Um, and but. To say that a creator doesn't exist also doesn't, it doesn't compute with me because even as a human, even in this basic form, everything that I can perceive is created from something. So even on a scientific level, I look at things and nothing came from nothing, but we also know there is an origin where nothing came from nothing, you know, something came from nothing. Yes. So... So it's it's one of those things I think people get trapped in certain religions and ideologies where they want to have this God they pray to or this God that can save them or this God that can fix them because they're broken. And that's where I tend to disagree. I think, if anything, it's more in line with an energy where it's like, hey, we have all the information. We just got to get that stuff together. You know, and, and you're not wrong. And uh, I would say I would say this as well. Another form 
of energy that we can look at today. Again, more 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 science, and I really really try and tie all of my theories to either a map or a science. Uh, fire, fire doesn't really come from from anywhere; it just manifests. Yeah, the conditions were right, and it came into being. Um, and that, in my mind, is how how the universe started was just there there was in fact nothing and then that manifestation like a flame and everything was born from that initial flame but but flame to get a flame there has to be an initial spark as we spark that now, that's the conditions that i think charlie was talking about if the conditions are right but that doesn't mean that somebody made a spark it just means that the conditions were right for it to happen correct. well so here's the thing you guys keep saying somebody and i think that in itself ha- is is where people have the issues people want to embody this entity of god oh people you know, love it in, yeah. in any level of equivalent to us but we know we know from our scientific scientific observations that there's stuff we can't perceive even down to just basic stuff like colors there's we only can see so many colors but we know for a fact there is a spectrum outside of our our ability to perceive them so to limit our existence to me this this is where this is where i fight with it and i think i think a lot of people fight with it, especially when they grow up religious is to limit our existence to say that it's completely random and not have all the information is just as extreme as to say that it was created by something but all the evidence that we currently have and our ability to observe everything that we know says that something cannot come from nothing there has to be something there like even with fire you have to ignite the flame the spark has to be created so so you can't have nothing so there has to be a centralized source so there's there's a void there's dark there's dark energy right there's but darkness uh, darkness is only the absence of light for sure and and there's a bunch of stuff out there that we don't quite understand yet or have even seen right but i have mold growing in my house because Uh the conditions were just correct um i'm quite certain and this is just speculation hmm? Uh um that you you end up having uh freaking this void right um and then uh freaking again i'm i'm really reaching here just to give you an example i mean we all are (laughs) But let's let's say uh, microparticles start clinging to each other again. This energy microparticle. It's not energy yet, but in the in this vacuum of space, it's it's just existing. That's what it was. There doesn't have to be a creation. There doesn't. I mean, there does though because they had to come from somewhere. Like you can't have something with nothing. Like as far as as far as we know, even as far as we know. And, that, and that's the thing. Even even like antimatter is still matter. Like so, it's 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 just on a different wavelength. This is this is the argument. Yeah. Um. It's it's chicken or the egg for most people. They're like, oh, it has to be chicken or the egg. It has. Oh, to. The egg came first. It had to have right. Had to. But the egg, the egg came first. This is where a third part of this crazy tinfoil hat theory comes from. Chapter three. Go. Chapter three ghosts as as we see them as as real ghost hunters um have have interpreted what are what are some of the the actual ghost hunter tools that we use they're usually tools to measure light and like audio radiation yeah energy they're energy uh cold spots in the room what happens when you walk through an energy wave you get cold i did it (laughs) Uh, um, so um understanding that time overlaps on itself uh what you have you guys know about the uh the balloon experiment and the spray paint you guys did that in in school right i'm not the only one that did that it's cool okay Plane. So if you take a balloon and fill it with spray paint, it's going to blow up. And if you undo the tie, what happens to the spray paint? It blows out. It slowly comes out. Yeah. Now, if you don't release it and you blow up the balloon with spray paint and you pop it, what happens to the spray paint? No idea. It, it stays in the shape of the balloon for a microsecond. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I've seen those super slow-mo videos, like when they yeah. fill it with water and stuff like that. It's th- Those are really, really cool. I just now, wanted to say that. 
that spray paint is following the path of least resistance. Again, our energy uh, uh, pattern, and uh, that is effectively what's happening with humans and our energy when we die. If we die slow, hospital bed, it's like somebody releasing the tie and our energy just goes out peaceful into the ether and part and mixes with everything that's around us. But if we are murdered, that is violent. So violent that it's able to fracture time. And it leaves an impression of that human being reliving its last few moments, that microsecond. But because it has traversed time, we, on our plane of existence, our understanding of time as humans, see it as a, oh, oh, I just saw a ghost in that hallway in 2005, 2006, 2007. You can go back there time 30 years later, and there's this ghost that people just see for a microsecond or capture on film. And that's because it has shattered throughout time for that brief instance. But you can't go there at like... 12 o'clock on Saturday and see that ghost sighting because it's not how real time works. That's human time. There's, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is how it ties into the rest of the theory. This is my, my hypothesis. There's zero way to prove it. You guys seen that episode of Futurama? Which one, you know, there's uh, right. been a few. Mars well that ends well. Mm, names. I like names. Don't remember names We're too much, but I like them. Sorry, Roswell that ends well. Oh, God. Oh. It's it's the episode where Fry becomes his own grandfather. I'm my own grandpa. No. Hypothetically, because I can't prove it, what if, what if we are our own grandfather? What if that flame manifested and it was so impactful, just like a murder with a human being, that it shattered time and ended up manifesting the original flame i mean that's hard to do though because some people like how does that work with a grandfather being alive at the same time as their grandchild well that that's only if you accept uh time as linear true i i i quite literally only use that as a reference point to bring you guys back down to a to a base obviously all of this requires an absolute physicist to to understand and explain in a paper well i mean i could i could there's there's some stuff i could see i actually actually the our existences could also be a thing where we are essentially experiencing life from every perspective but we're all one entity which is another weird thing that you could do but yeah all in all this is some crazy stuff like <laughs> this is a this is a eight hour nine you know freaking two days of like let's really get deep into it let's do some math oh yeah Charlie has the stipulation here is that I'm not trying to offend anybody. This is a fictional story. This is is, by me. Entertainment purposes. Fun. Fiction begin. Yes. Yeah. This is this is Dungeons and Dragons, but for the real world. Where Where does fiction begin? Do not get on my boat to Guyana. Don't drink the friggin' Kool-Aid. Google is your friend. Go prove me wrong. I. Well, Charlie, digging in deeper. That's what we're doing. We're we're definitely gonna have to get you on for later episodes to you know discuss all our fun theories and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah, we want to thank you for joining us today, and well, we hope that you'll want to come back. I'm sorry that I talked the whole time. I didn't. There was like (laughs) one question, and then Charlie talks a lot. The movie, but that's what's perfect. That means we can ask other question, and then other question. And yeah, means you'll have to see more of our faces. So yeah, that's fine. Anytime. This t- this timing's perfect. So see, there you go. Thank you, Charlie, again for talking with us. And we're gonna take a quick break and get back to our final thought. Doo-doo. That was uh, I don't know. Time felt too too slow, but too long. I I don't know. My, my my head is everywhere after that one. After listening uh, to that, I, I I have to question what is time and, and exactly. what is our understanding of time. Basically, that entire conversation just just melted my brain and and uh, and altered some perceptions. I, I think that after this conversation, we've expanded our minds, not just around origins of the universe or, or the re- the different relation 
relations of all cultures and religions and and historical context but even time travel and ghosts like and it all relates back to energy and and where does energy go and how does energy affect everything in our lives in the universe even Neil deGrasse Tyson, when asked what happens when we die, said, well, over the course of our lives, we, and I'm paraphrasing, over the course of our lives, we, we take in all this energy. And, and then, you know, at some point when, when we die, that, that energy has to go somewhere. And, and that's pretty much all he said. And that, that was a really good sort of nutshell of that grand concept that uh, this, this story that, that Charlie gave us is that there's, energy everywhere and it has to go somewhere and it does connect everything together and that's the grand conspiracy is that everything's connected (laughs) yeah there's it's it was a it was a deep episode and it was it was fun it was uh encourageable and i really think that we need to step away after this conversation and maybe us as well as our listeners um you know, really question what is your existence. Really question your belief systems. Um, really take a look into how you perceive the world and maybe step beyond that just a bit. Explore some ideas. Play with some thoughts. And that doesn't mean that you have to discount what beliefs you already have, but it does mean maybe challenge them. So I would say I really think we need to look at ourselves and just um, really think about it, you know? Yeah. I For me... Literally, is just about man's quest for knowledge, their quest to find out who they are in the grand scheme of things, to find out why things happen, you know, what things happen to get us here. It's trying to bring everything together. Literally, you want everything to be complete and you to know what it is because, you know, the mysteries of the universe, they're mysteries for a reason. I mean, we're still exploring man's ever-loving quest to explore. Knowledge, minds, brains, you know, they're all pieces of here, maybe here. But that's for another episode. We'll we'll figure that out in the next episode. So we just want to thank everyone for coming, listening, watching. If you are on our YouTube channel, you can check us out on Facebook. Leave us some messages. Leave us some comments and likes on YouTube. Go ahead. I mean, we, they're there for a reason. Uh, if you want to check us out on Anchor.fm, we can listen to some audio voice messages leave us and, uh, you know, hit our microphones. But anyway, thank you guys for coming. Our next episode, we're going to talk to Josh and Lynn. Correct? Josh and Lynn? Yes? Yes? Okay. And we're going to talk about fanfics and headcanon, which is apropos for what we just went through. We had our headcanon blown. So see you guys next week. Or next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.